Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Oh my word. I hope this fake tree isn't giving you an allergy attack. Like I am a three wing two. Okay. And I am a two wing three. In this application where we're recording a podcast, I find you to be very charming. I find you a great host. Thank you. Do you feel like one is like the most easy to identify in the world? (laughs) They will judge your home. Well, that's sometimes you need that. (laughs) Running on stress while complaining about it. (laughs) Tell me that does not sound like almost every realtor you come across. Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Do I look natural? (laughs) (laughs) Do you you like it? Right, You're like so Christmassy, and I'm like not Christmassy at all. Feels appropriate. You're don't, like hugging a don't tree. So you love the Grinch? You pull that closer to you. I'm like hugging a tree. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Alyssa. Okay, thanks, Katie. And you're like, ho, ho, ho. You're so festive. I, <laughs> I made it so people would have to go to YouTube and <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Katie is just in the Christmas spirit, <laughs> hugging a Christmas tree, like holding it like a little baby. Here, I'll put it close to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you hold it and I'll have my Christmas sweatshirt. And she'll sweatshirt. have her Mary sweatshirt, know, which is super got- cute. Actually. Okay, wait, do you want to hear the story about the sweatshirt? Yeah. Oh, oh, y'all, also, this is episode 176. Okay. Um, I ordered this from my favorite lifestyle blogger, I guess, in- influencer. Okay. Landon, living with Landon, okay. L-A-N-D-Y-N. Okay. Shout out, Landon. Um, she also has a podcast. She's in Nashville, Tennessee. Her husband is a ex, now Hall of Fame football player. Cool. Okay. And she, everything she does is beautiful and fun and she's hilarious and I love her. And she made this sweatshirt. And so I got it in the mail. It's so nice. And then I put it on. And I made an Instagram story <laughs> about my new sweatshirt, and she shared it. Whoa. She has like 300,000 followers. That's a big deal. I was in her stories wearing this Mary sweatshirt. That's fun. Merry Christmas to me. It's so cute. I was very proud. Um, I, I do like a festive sweatshirt. Well, it's perfect for Christmas week. I know. It's Christmas week. So this week, we're going to replay another fun episode. I always loved the Enneagram episode. Do you want to keep holding the tree? I'm going to hold the tree. Okay, fine. Go on. Um, I just thought it was a fun, light episode Mm -hmm. in real estate. Everyone loves a personality test. I love it. And But they're also boring. 
This one's fun. It is. You, you felt like it was more fun. I liked the Enneagram the most out of all the ones I've done. And I like that we use like the Disney princess examples in this I know, episode. This episode's so fun. Yeah, I mean, what was it originally? What number? Because this 13. is 13. This is our thir- so, so early on. Early. Yeah. Such an early episode. Yeah. So what a fun time to play it like three years I later. If it was close to Christmas then. Because if we started hmm. mid-August and it was episode 13. Yeah. But it's probably in November anyway. Yeah, I think it's perfect for this week. It's and so great. as you enter time with your family, mm-hmm. let's remember that everyone is different. Everyone's and different. everyone has a different personality yeah. type. And this may just help you understand your crazy well, uncle. Right. Well, if you can get him to take the test. I remember Jenna Kutcher saying on her show that she got all of her family to take the Enneagram test like during a holiday or something. And then it was she was like, it really opened my eyes to like who they were and how they did think it really is accurate so accurate i've never read anything that was so was not true about my type frighteningly accurate yeah so we'll tell you what our types are in the episode we won't tell you now yeah go listen so you have to listen um but you can and we'll share the link to the test because the one i have done is free and was like 20 minutes okay and it's Easy. Pe- well, it's not easy, but it, it is free. It makes you think. It's you fun. have to think. You have to think about your answers. Are you an in self like introspective type of person? Like, do you think about yourself a lot? Yeah, yeah. I think that personality tests are fun if you like to get to know yourself. Yeah, you gotta get to know yourself. Okay, are are we gonna do a toast like a fresh toast? Fresh toast. <laughs> you know, fresh toast for Christmas. What's your favorite part of Christmas? Oh man, I think. My favorite part is when we end at my in-laws' house. Mm-hmm. It's like after all the hustle and bustle, okay. and there's the no re- extended family. It's just like a very small group, okay. and they open the presents one by one, mm-hmm. and it's just such a slow setting. I like that, and I like that it's like a an end. You know what's funny? I remember you posting that you liked going to their house for. Oh. Thanksgiving morning because it's like breakfast it's slow. and chill. They're just chill people. Yeah, they're like it doesn't have to be a big to do. Yeah, we can just be. I love that. That's yeah. so great. Okay, are you ready for a toast? I think this tree is making you see. Is it real? It's fake. Is all get okay. it? Okay, keep going, <laughs> y'all. If you can see, it's like uh, from Target. It's like in. It's like okay. in plastic. Okay. Keep oh going. my word! I hope this fake tree isn't giving you an allergy attack. Quickly, I'll read the toast. Okay, this one. Oh, mm. um, the toaster is Lauren Mastracco. I'm sure I said that wrong, Lauren. I'm so sorry. Uh, Lauren is in Cleveland, Ohio. And she's toasting to our friend, Erin O'Brien in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Yay! God, Merry Christmas, Erin and Lauren. Um, Okay, here's the message. At the start of the pandemic, Eric did a town hall with our brokerage. I started following her after that, and she is how I discovered Hustle Humbly. And... Modern Agent Social Club. To be able to watch an agent be successful and to sing the praises of these tools was and continues to be amazing. Mm -hmm. She put herself out there and the result had changed my life and my business. What? Grateful to her and I hope we get to meet in person one day. That's so sweet. So 
Sweet. And we I love Erin. Erin loves Murphy. So she's just <laughs> in it for Murphy pics and Murphy yeah. video. And she loves Jay. We love Erin. She's yeah. so great. So cheers to Erin. And thank you to Lauren. And Merry <laughs> Christmas to all of you. I'm going to go now before I get attacked by a fake <laughs> Christmas tree that's giving Alyssa an allergy attack. <laughs> Okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye. So this is episode 13. Episode 13. The Enneagram. The Enneagram. Know thyself. I like that. Do you know you? I hope so. I think so. <laughs> I thought I did. Until you started researching? Yes. Oh. But that's part of my number two. We'll get into that. Okay, like, I love it. I feel like I thought I knew myself. And then you didn't. Right. Okay, you're down a rabbit hole now. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> to be fair, it is sort of all about self-discovery. So That's what it's all about. Okay, you have some information on... I, I want to preface this by we are not Enneagram experts. We, we just find it to be interesting. We thought it would be cool to kind of delve into who we are through this description, right? Okay, so tell us what you've learned about the Enneagram. I have learned that despite its popularity really the last three years. It's been around forever. Right. Oh, oh, wait. Tell the story of your mom. So when I was doing my research, I was telling my mom that I was studying the Enneagram and that it was this new personality typing system. And she was like, that's not new. <laughs> right. We did that when I was like a kid in I church. I probably just heard about this in the last two years. Yeah. Well, come to find out, it's like ancient. Oh. Like it goes back before people, nobody's really even sure where it came from. It's really interesting. Now, there is a monk okay. that used it for spiritual counseling. Okay. And they think that he created it all those years ago. But the reason that it just became popular okay. is because a book called The Road Back to You oh. was released three years ago. And I guess it went... Viral. Viral. Very viral. So that is why, even though this is an ancient ideology, it is very popular right now. And we're very much in a culture that's very into like self-help, self-discovery, improving yourself constantly. I think that's good. Yeah. All good things. So when this book came out, people were like, the road back to you. They really grabbed onto it. Yeah. Okay. And so a lot of our content today you can, that's a good place to start. If okay. You want to, the audiobook is actually really good. Did you listen to the whole thing? Don't I lie. I did. I did. Um, Ian Morgencron wrote it. Okay. And he reads it. Oh, and I so, like when whoever wrote it reads it. Me too. And he just did such a good job reading good. it. Good. Okay. So I took a lot of notes while I was listening to his book because he is considered to be, him and his wife are considered to be like the mother and father of the modern Enneagram. Got it. Because they kind of revitalized it. And they He's did. He's been interested in it for so long that he wrote this book. It's very interesting. Right. So basically, it's an ancient personality typing system okay. that is currently trending. Very. And it's being talked about in every industry. Okay. And there are nine basic personality types. Right. Can you tell us what the nine are? Just, okay. You don't have to go into too much detail first. I'm just going to tell you the names to start with, and then maybe we'll dive further into them. Uh, yeah, give so us the name and number. I'm going to give you the name and the real super brief description. One is the reformer. So number one, description, rational, 
idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. You'll hear people call this the perfectionist. Yes. Okay. Two, the helper, the caring interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Okay. Three is the achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Mm-hmm. The individualist, the sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. That's four. Uh, Five, the investigator, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Six is the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Okay. Seven is the enthusiast. Busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Uh, Eight is the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Nine, the peacemaker, easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. And I got those um, from the Enneagraminstitute.com. Yes. So that was helpful. It has tons of information there. Mm -hmm. And I listened to a couple of podcasts uh, over the weekend in preparation. Um, One was Enneagram and Coffee, which is a really great Instagram account. Um, Basically, Sarah Jane Case runs that Instagram. She became sort of obsessed with the Enneagram and was constantly talking to her family about it. And finally, they were like, can you find an outlet for this? Like, we don't want to hear it anymore. So she created the Instagram and it has gone super viral also. I think there's like 400,000 people following Enneagram and Coffee. So she also has a podcast. And then um, I actually listened to another Enneagram podcast called Typography, and they interviewed Sarah Jane Case. So I wanted to hear more of her story. And I thought the best way to do that was to listen to someone else introduce her. And so um, that's where some of this information came from. Yeah, I feel like one reason people are also really latching on to this is because most personalities has put you in a box. They're right. like, this is you. This right. is who you are. And the Enneagram is more about why are you? Right. Why do you react to life the way you do? Yeah. And it acknowledges that some things you cannot control. Like some things are from your childhood and the Enneagram is here to help you understand yourself so that you can react better and be more self-confident. And then whenever you're dealing with other people, you understand them. So it sort of just forces you to have this compassion and grace for yourself. Right. That's good. for other people. Yep. Which I think is really important in business. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, how many times have you worked with a client that you just didn't understand? No. I mean, you can't expect everyone to be like you. And that's tough because you only understand how you would react to a situation. Right. So I, yeah. yeah. We have to stop trying to change everybody to be like you. Right. You got to come at them where they are, right? Wherever they are. And that's what the Enneagram is about, accepting people. Yeah, I was, they were saying basically, you know, to use it as a tool, it's more fluid in that you may be one number in one environment, you may be another number in another, like, you know, if you're being healthy, unhealthy, the Enneagram itself, I know, I don't know if anyone's ever seen like the little symbol, it's because some of you got this in your notes. Okay, good, we'll get to it. I'll go over the structure real quick. Yeah, do it. I do think you should Google it real quick just to see what we're talking about so you'll understand. But the Enneagram literally means nine figures. Oh. 
And it's nine numbers in a circle. Right. Each number is connected to two others across from them. Exactly. One number across from them is where they go in their strength. And one number across from them is where they go when they're unhealthy. Okay. So it's good to recognize your number and your strength and weakness right. number because it helps you recognize when you're heading in an unhealthy direction. Yes. Am I handling this properly? For sure. What traits am I yeah. portraying? I know this is me going to my unhealthy space. Right. And then the number on each side of you to your right and your left are your wings. Okay. And people usually gravitate towards one. Okay. One of the... Not both, usually. And it's the adjacent ones. So if you're a four, it would be five and three. Five or three. Okay. Yes. So that's kind of the, there's more to it. There's a lot to it. <laughs> there's a lot to it. But I feel like as an intro to Enneagram, that's a good yes. intro. Yes. You may hear people describe themselves as a whatever, wing, whatever. Yes. Like I am a three, wing, two. Okay. And I am a two, wing, three. Which we found funny. That is pretty funny. And I'm going to insert here because it's hilarious. When I took the test the first time, it said two, and then I couldn't remember what my wing was. And I took them both within the last year. So I took it again like two weeks ago in preparation. And I said, okay, I couldn't figure out my wing. I'm going to take it again and see what I get. Well, I got two again. And then it said, your wings are balanced. So one and three, but three is just tiniest bit higher than the the, uh, one. Um, and what is hilarious is there are names for all of the wing types. Oh. So if you're a two wing three, and I didn't, I'm not going to tell everybody every single name because that would take us forever. But so I'm a two wing three, the host, and you oh. three wing two, the charmer. Oh. And I think that is perfect That's so in funny. this application where we're recording a podcast. <laughs> I find you to be very charming. I find you a great host. Thank you. We always make sure that we are ready and that we have our beverages. I mean, how crazy is that? So the like just I, I love self-discovery. I find it to be very interesting. So this I'm like totally into because I mean, it really is accurate. I can't decide what's better. I don't, after listening to the audiobook, which it's a quick audiobook. Okay. It's not very long. It's only 12 or 13 chapters. Okay. Um, I can't decide if I think it's better to take the test to know your type. Okay. And then listen to the book or to listen to the book and see what you think and then take your tests yeah. and see if it matches right. what you thought. I guess maybe knowing your type um, and then listening to the book would be best because it would just kind of affirm what right. you're listening to. Right. But it's there. See, I relate very much to the number one also. So I could see where, but I've taken the test several times and it always comes out three. <laughs> so it is what it is. But I definitely have some one tendency. Sure. But that's what is cool about the Enneagram. Yeah. Is that all of us have some of every single sure. number. Sure. Right. But where do we live? Yeah. And like, what is your day-to-day reaction? Right. For sure. What I do have a couple of quotes. Um This is from Brother Merton, who is very into the Enneagram. Sooner or later, we must distinguish between what we are not and what we are. We must accept the fact that we are not what we would like to be all the time. Oh, right. We must cast off our false exterior self and the showy garment that it is. We must find our real self and all of its poverty, but also all of its great dignity. Wow. So it's very much about... 
knowing you, the Mm -hmm. good, the bad, the ugly. Right. And how can you excel? For sure. In your number. You want to, well, you want to lean into your strengths. Yeah. And try to find ways to help yourself navigate through your weaknesses. Right. I mean, that is sort of the whole thing with self-discovery. Yeah. Some people just want to block it out. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to address the fact that maybe these tendencies are going to make things hard for me. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to go through some traits for each one or where, what are you? Let's discuss number one. Okay. Let's do number one. So number one is the reformer. Um, Again, this is the, you know, perfectionistic one. Um, Healthy traits. They are responsible. They have a fine eye for detail, loyal, capable partners and friends, active, practical people that get things done. They're natural born organizers. Hmm. Um, List makers. They're honest. They are self-reliant and seldom run out of things to do. So those are some of the good traits. And look, I put these others in the unhealthy trait column, but I think in some ways they can still be good. It just depends on how you're, you're, you're navigating them. Workaholics. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, fixed on improvement, rule follower, and expects others to do so as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one to leave the office. First one to return. Tense people who have a hard time, um, you know, relaxing and who unnecessarily deny themselves many of the harmless pleasures of life. Yes. Uh, they tend to be emotionally repressed and uncomfortable with their feel <laughs> with expressing tender feelings. Yeah. They generally see emotionality as a sign of weakness and lack of control. Um, and here are some famous, well, I'll tell you the famous ones after we discuss it. Okay. Okay. So I'm married to a one. Oh, okay. <laughs> tell us how that goes. Does this, all of this resonate with you? Everything except the like, because ver- even in the book, they talk about how they have a very strict need for like everything to be in order and clean and to do lists. Right. Tanner, my husband, does not like to do lists okay. and things like that. Now, he is somewhat cleanly, but I get like OCD on the right. organized scale. Okay. That's the only part that he, but as far as everything is very black and white, there's not a lot of gray area. They're very committed to service and integrity, mm-hmm. which makes sense with him being in law enforcement. Right, for sure. All about righting wrongs. If it's not right, they want they, it, they gotta they fix want it. it to be right. They got to make it right. Um, these people usually have excellent credit scores. Hey, that makes sense. Yes. So they're good home buyers. Good home buyers. <laughs> um, also good home sellers. Like these are the people oh, that have the great home maintenance. Yes. Because, All the logs. Yes. Oh, they want to make I love sure it. That everything is. This is your engineer type oh, brain, also. Mm-hmm. Um, just very rigid with not a lot of flexibility, which is why they can struggle. Yeah. And they easily upset others and they don't mean to. Right. Well, the world is not black and white. And right. that's probably, I appreciate this about engineers. It's probably hard to get through life feeling like they can't make sense of things that aren't, that are in the gray. Right. Right. You know, so it's just tough. Uh, Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So these are the people that get angry when their neighbor leaves the trash can at the road after trash. We all know these people. That's not right. They want to. Do you feel like one is like the most easy to identify in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Like when you're just walking by. Oh, well, yeah, that it's pretty easy. I mean, some of them are a little more confusing to me as far as I don't think I could pick one out of a lineup, but a one. Right. I think I might be able to. And so obviously they have 
some pretty amazing qualities, but for they have sure. to be on the lookout for themselves in relationships. Okay, makes sense. They're they're not that great at relating to others. Oh, you know, okay. they, they want to tell you how they want to coach you, mm, and okay. sometimes you just want a listening ear. That's fair, but. Okay, let's think about how ones would work out in the real estate or, or business owner entrepreneurial sense. I, I was thinking, you know, the fine eye for detail, you know, contracts or things that you need to be really yeah. careful with and, and pay attention to. That would be nice. Probably good for preparing a home for sale, like getting yes. in there and seeing the whole picture. Um, they will judge your home. Well, that's sometimes you need that. <laughs> Somebody needs to do it. Yeah. I mean, so I think that's good. The workaholic thing, I can feel that. You know, yeah. that's that's my, like, I could be a one. They said my wings are balanced. So, mm -hmm. I, yeah, for sure. Working mm -hmm. too hard, sort of almost at the detriment of the people around you. Like, the work is so important to you. Right. It's hard to, like, stop. Yes. I mean, you know, you got to probably, you know what else I think? There are probably some good affirmations, you know, and mindset work you could do to get through the stuff that's your, you know, unhealthy traits and lean into the stuff that is your healthy stuff. Right. So maybe we'll come up with some of those when we get to Enneagram episode two. Yeah. If people like this one, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll do the second part. Right. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? email templates. You're right. We sure do. <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have <laughs> copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've sure. never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> to get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. Yeah. We wrote them and yeah. you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice and we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just there. already in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send you wonderful. an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com. Email templates 101.com. Yes, head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Hey, enjoy. So, who is your celebrity one? Oh, that's right, the celebrities Confucius, Gandhi. Tina Fey and Thoreau. <laughs> Tina Fey? Tina Fey. Oh. She's got like, I guess she's got to get it right. Yeah. I know. And look, their lists were very long. Those were not the only ones. Also, Laura Bush. I mean, Katherine Hepburn. There's tons. Tons and tons. Well, I have a little surprise for us. What? For every number, I have assigned a Disney character. I can't wait. <laughs> Please. You did this on your own? I feel like this, I stumbled across it. Shut and up. I found one person mention um, a Disney character. And I was like, oh, this, if, if you're not as history savvy or celebrity savvy as myself, 
but you maybe are. this will relate maybe this will help tell me who the one is ariel's father oh yes king triton king triton <laughs> <laughs> okay that's so amazing he's very black and white true he um scolds her and fusses her yes he's trying to reform her he wants her to be punctual oh. he doesn't understand why she's not yes it, and it runs her off true but once she's gone he realizes oh. himself and has to learn to love her for who she is. Okay. And that's very hard for a one. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship with a one or have a family member who is a one, give them some grace. Right. Because a little, even if it doesn't seem like they're trying, a little bit to them is very hard. Right. Okay. So, so you really have to just not give them, give them some grace and, and not such a hard time. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Are we ready for two? Yeah. Okay. All right. Two is the helper. Um, again, people pleasing, caring, interpersonal type, healthy traits. Love is the highest ideal. Selflessness is their duty. Giving to others is their reason for being involved, socially aware, usually extroverted. Twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday and who go the extra mile to help out a coworker, spouse, or friend in need. They are warm, care a great deal about relationships. They are practical people who thrive in the helping professions and who know how to make a home comfortable and inviting. When you were reading this, <laughs> did you feel like you were being exposed? It's totally me. A hundred percent. I mean, totally me. The unhealthy traits need to be needed, expect appreciation for their efforts, can be bossy and manipulative, can forget to take care of their own needs. Check, 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 and all the checks. I feel like that's true too. All the things. And it's, here's a great example. And I can't even remember. This has happened many times throughout my life. I love to give. I love buying presents. I love to yeah. give people things. I'm a big, I just love it. It makes me so happy. But if you take from me or if I give and you don't say thank you, I am so mad. So like if I have a bag of chips, hurt. this has happened so many times. Got my bag of chips. Somebody like reaches in and takes a chip and I'm like, what are you doing? You're taking advantage of? I Maybe, but I just think it's like, I want the ability to give it. So if you had said, um, hey, can I have a chip? I'd be like, yes, take the chip. And then you would say, thank you. And my world would be perfect. It wasn't uh, that I needed to keep the chip. It was that you didn't allow me to give it to you. Right. That It's so, so true. It's ridiculous. Um, females though, of any type are bound to recognize some of the dynamics of type two in their personalities as such qualities have been socially reinforced. What do you mean? So like mothering, um, you know, nurturing. Yes. Even if you're not a two, if you're a mother. If you're a female. You have these. Societal norms kind of tell you, you should be these things. Right. So most women will identify with parts of two because that's what they're told as yeah. they grow up. They grow in that, you right. know, being nurturing, taking care of people, mothering. Yes. I like that. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the story with healthy and unhealthy traits. I totally um, agree with all of these. I think it works great in real estate, especially since I'm apparently going to be good at making people comfortable in their home. Right. I mean, that's probably why I like staging so much. Yeah. Design, nesting, you know. Well, you're very in tune with the needs of others. I'd like to think like so. Like if they have a need, you want to fulfill the need. Yes. Which is our job. Yes, in right. And many, the job of many entrepreneurs. Right. The problem, I think, in business as a two is that it's hard to say no. Right. It's hard to say no. It's hard not to feel sort of emotionally attached to what their goals are. I am. I have such a struggle telling sellers, 
that price is too high. Like I want them to have what they want. Right. I really do. I really want to be like, yes, you can ask for an extra $20,000. No, you can't. Like, <laughs> so I am always sort of struggling with, I can't Which just let people do it. helps them. I know. I know. It's hard. So I think, you know, you probably just have to be mindful of, you know, not, not letting people take advantage, not, you know, not getting too, I mean, I'm emotionally invested in my transactions. Right. Which I think is okay. I think there's a total place for that. Yeah. Just when I when they need information, I have to be firm. <laughs> yes. I, I need to be firm. Yes. Not just what they want to hear. No, not what they want to hear. Okay. Do you want to know the famous people? Yes. Okay. Eleanor Roosevelt, oh. Ann Landers, Stevie Wonder, Mother Teresa, <laughs> obviously. She's a helper. Um, but they went on and on. And I found a couple that were actual two wing threes. Oh. And um, I died. This is for Nikki Beeson because one of them was Kathy Lee Gifford. And you oh. know, she said we were like Kathy and Hoda. That I was so like, funny. that's hilarious. One of them was Drew Barrymore, Goldie Hawn. I've always felt a connection to those people. Yeah, well, now you so, know So like, why. it's so interesting. Spirits. I know. And Richard Simmons, who I'm not going to lie, I also thought he was interesting and I always yeah. felt sort of connected to him. He wants to, to help you feel your best. That's right. <laughs> so funny. Um, tell us our Disney character. Um, I don't think this is Disney, but it's Dory from Finding Nemo. Oh. Dory is the best friend that you could ever have. That's true. Dory will drop anything to help you. Okay. Um, follow you across the ocean. Oh. Give up everything. Love that, Dory. Always ready to lend a hand. Mm-hmm. Positive, encouraging. Yes. Even when you're ready to give up and stop finding Nemo. That's so good. I know. I like Dory. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay, so we're on to three. The Achiever. I wonder if people are starting to like... (sighs) Find themselves? Yeah, or do you feel like, oh, this is so much. Like, it's overwhelming. I think we're doing okay. Okay, I think we're keeping it simple. It really isn't that... It can be really complicated. Oh, yeah. But I think we can get the gist. Okay, Achiever is number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Success-oriented. Oh, here, this is you. So, uh uh-huh, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven. All right, healthy traits. Efficient, multitasker, driven, hardworking, highly focused in the pursuit of their goals, socially competent, often extroverted, and sometimes charismatic, good networkers. Threes have a lot of energy and often seem to embody a kind of zest for life that others find contagious. Unhealthy traits. Are yeah, you, are you I'm ready? ready. <laughs> Workaholic. Yeah. Puts work before family. Does not recognize the needs of others due to focusing on achieving. Competitive. Afraid of being a loser. <laughs> when unhealthy, their narcissism make, takes an ugly turn and they can become cold-blooded and ruthless in the pursuit of their goals. So you can see where a three who cannot recognize the feelings of others married to a one who cannot recognize the feelings of others. <laughs> Y'all have a lot of stuff going on there. It works out, but every now and then we have to be like, hey, right. We have to figure pull each other back in. Yeah. But it's funny that I think the three and one are kind of similar, except for the facts, but not. They have some commonalities, but the image conscious thing, like as much as I would love to sit here and say, like, I don't care what people think, you know that I do. Well, yeah. And it's just, it's just hard, but (laughs) reading it, I mean, I feel like I am a text. I don't think I read one thing about a three that is not true. It all resonated with you. Every single sentence. Yeah. I was like, they had a 50 minute chapter in the book on number three. Right. And the whole 50 minutes. You were just nodding your head. This is craziness. Yeah. But 
it felt good to know that these aren't just things in my subconscious. Right. These are real things. Well, you know, the way Sarah Jane described it is you will feel seen and known. Oh, yeah. And like, well, it's uh, not just me. I'm not like this broken thing. No. This is the thing I am. And there are all these other people that are right. the same. Yes. And it's good because like when I am in an unhealthy space and I'm like working on something and you need something or somebody needs something, it's not easy for me to stop what I'm doing. Right. This is horrible. But they said um, a three, if negotiating a business contract will be in church. And at the time when everybody bows their head, will bow their head for appearances, but their brain is thinking about their contract. Well, yeah. You know, it's just like very, um, it's hard to shut it off sometimes because you're always like looking for that next level, next level, which is why I think I kind of put my foot down in this industry to say, I can't, I can't because that's going to be so hard because you're already doing it. Well, even in the, any entrepreneur, the message in America is always more, more, more. Right, right. And the three is often referred to as the poster child of America. Oh. Because America is all about live your dream. If America was a person, was a type, it would it's be three. three. Got because it. It's all about achievement and success. Live your dream. You're right. The live American dream. You can be whatever you want to be and do everything and do what you want to do. And so the threes are like highly embraced and rewarded in America, which makes it hard right. to not overdo it because we are constantly rewarded. It's reinforced. It's reinforced. Yeah. Until you get to a point where you're like, when's the last time I talked to my friends? Right. Or my family? Yeah. When's the last time that I like sat down and had an intentional conversation with someone? Right. Now, threes in their healthy state love to hear about others' goals, which... Okay. Why do you think I went on so many coffee dates? You love it. I was just listening to Because you want to you want to achieve again through them. Yeah. And like what hearing, oh, yeah. hearing their goals like right. excited me and like I just was excited for them and I wanted to achieve and them achieve. Yes. Everyone achieve. <laughs> so it just Y'all go get the American dream. It just all made sense to that me. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Tell me though, in business, entrepreneurship, real estate. Where do you find the strengths come from your three and what are the things you have to work on? I think I'm so thankful for my threeness. Yeah. Because it keeps my email under control. Right. Okay. It keeps, if somebody needs something, you're going to get it like that day. Right. Um, it just keeps me on top of everything. And that seems, whenever I hear people complain about their realtor, yeah, it's that they weren't on top of it. Right. They were never, they weren't very responsive. Yep. Took them lack of communication. Lack of communication. Uh-huh. And like, I might even overdo it sometimes. Right. So I think it, as an entrepreneur, having some three qualities is beneficial there. Yeah. For productivity. For sure. Multitasking, all these things. Mm-hmm. What about what about unhealthy? Is it just that the boundaries are a problem? The boundaries are a problem. The mindset is a problem. It's really a mindset problem, like working. And if I don't rest enough, I'm overdoing it and burnout. Right. Burnout right. is very common. This is a real. Yeah. Because okay. you're just, you don't know when to stop until it's too late. Yeah. Um, giving yourself permission to do nothing. Oh, yeah. And not getting depressed about it. I look. I totally, uh, I, I sympathize and can relate. I mean, really, these are my wings too. <laughs> this is this is where I am. Um, do we want some famous threes? Yes. Okay, Michael Jordan, 
Bill Clinton, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, oh. Tiger Woods, and as a special added bonus, I got you some three wing twos. Okay. Um, Tom Cruise, Cindy Crawford, lots. I mean, well, because you know they're doing famous people, so they're all Britney Spears. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's okay. a three wing two, yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow! But Oprah and Tony Robbins are three three wing twos. That's awesome! Isn't that Love funny? Tony Robbins, right? They're achieving. Look, living that American dream. <laughs> yeah. Like next level dream. Absolutely. Okay, that's. Do you feel? Oh, we need your Disney character. The Disney character. Tell also, us. not sure if this is Disney, but Miss right. Incredible. Oh, the mom. The mom who is a secret superhero while Fair. raising three kids yes. and saving the world and doing the dishes and the laundry she, and making sure her husband's taking she's care She's super of. mom. Yeah. She's achieving it all. I can do it all of it at one time. She's like, I can do it. Yeah. What was her superpower in Incredibles? Is Wasn't she the she one that stretches out? Yeah. See, she's stretching she's out. Like, I can do all things. I can yeah. reach over we can, here and We can get this. it all. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I like that one. I was, yeah, I relate. <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. I like self-discovery. That makes me happy. Okay, well, let me give a self-discovery. Um, let's see what, what quotes I have. Um, Self-contempt will only do damage. Okay. So sitting there asking yourself, why am I this way? Right. It's not you, gonna help get, you. You, have to, you have to accept it. Right. That Self makes sense. Self-compassion mm -hmm. and love for yourself is the only thing that will allow real change. And the only way to achieve self-compassion and self-love is to understand yourself. Okay. That makes sense. I always love when people know who they are. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's me. Right. You know, or like they don't make apologies, but they will talk to who they are. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Okay. Number four. Four. We're on to four. The individualist. Okay. Again, sensitive, withdrawn, expressive, dramatic, um, can be temperamental. Healthy traits. Self-revealing and comfortable with emotional expression. Inspired and highly creative. They are able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. Fours are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal. Unhealthy traits. Fears of somehow being deeply flawed or defective. Easily feel misunderstood and unappreciated. Under stress, tend to lapse into depression. Um, and I made a note on neither of us are fours. Mm -mm. Do you feel a four wing at all? No. Okay. So neither of us really relate. But um, when I was listening to some information on it, it just said the fours really love the journey, mm -hmm. which is great because, I mean, that's what life is. Yeah. So being able to appreciate it for a journey, and I think that's great for in business, building your database, any kind of, you know, long-term work where you have to kind of, you know, carry a project through in order to see results. Yeah. Um, so they really like the journey. Um, and I think that would be good. It's not always about the end goal. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind rarely of is it. Of the force. Right. Because they just enjoy their work. They enjoy yeah. the processes. Yes. To me, the processes are in my way. <laughs> right. So it's nice to know that there's somebody that just enjoys. Somebody just likes the ride, just yeah. there for the ride. Well, you know, they are, um, with being comfortable with emotion, I think that probably works well for emotional intelligence, you know, in the workforce or especially in real estate where you're mm -hmm. dealing with a very emotional transaction. Yeah. It's probably good to be able to empathize or sympathize with your clients and, and really, you know, feel with them so that you can, you know, get them through. Well, how many times have you seen someone crying and they say, 
I'm sorry, I don't normally cry. Yeah, oh and yes. Like, that means you you cry. Right. But, <laughs> but the, what I liked about reading about the fours is that they have emotions and they are not apologetic for them. They're like, why would I apologize for right. something that's natural? That's who I am. I can feel yeah. something other than happy and it's okay. I think that's good. Yeah. When I was taking the test, they were asking some questions that I thought, oh, this is very interesting. Like, do you feel like there's a beauty in sadness? I'm like, is that is that when a four says yes? Yes. <laughs> yes. There probably is a beauty in sadness. There, I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Here are some famous fours. Okay. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Anne Frank, Anne Rice, and Paul Simon. Hmm. But can you see, like, almost like a dark? Did I pick all people? I mean, Paul Simon's pretty light. Yeah. But some darkness there. Any idea on who our princess is? Oh, God. <laughs> Are these, can it be a bad guy? Nope, not today. All good guys. I don't know. Tell me. Belle. Oh. Belle um, is a dreamer. Okay. She doesn't have a ton of friends. She's kind of an introvert. Withdrawn. Okay. She's kind of withdrawn. Okay. She loves to just go to the bookstore. Right. And relate to the people in the books. Yes. And get lost in a good book. Okay. Um, She asks her dad, do you think I'm odd? Oh, right. And he says, my daughter? Odd? Right. No. Yeah. Oh. And she's like, okay, I just feel like I don't fit in here. Mm. She just, you know, she knows that there's bigger and better. And, and she's a dreamer. Okay. Fours have dreams. They like adventure. And they, the friends that they do have are good friends. Okay. So. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. All right, Belle. Mm-hmm. I'm really loving this uh, Disney <laughs> character operation. Okay, number five, the investigator. Um, intense, perceptive, innovative, secretive, isolated, um, healthy traits, intelligent, well-read, and thoughtful, and they frequently become experts in the areas that capture their interest. Independent, innovative, and inventive. Unhealthy traits, uncomfortable dealing with their emotions, exaggerated need for privacy, and a deep-seated fear of intrusion. Mm. Which... This is all very interesting to me, and it will even be more interesting when I tell you the famous people. So I think that if you're going to become an expert expert in your field, especially if you like your field, so then you're going to be an expert, that's got to play in great for business. It certainly does for real estate. The yeah. more you know and have knowledge, you know, the better you can serve your clients. So I think that's probably a great um, you know, attribute to a five. Right. The emotions probably is tough for them though, because it is emotional. Yes. So if they're having trouble dealing with emotions and then we've got people in an emotional operation. Yeah. That probably wears on them a bit. (laughs) Yes. Kind of to give their clients some grace. Yes. Okay. Any thoughts on, are you going to tell me, oh, you want to know the people? Oh yeah. Let's hear the people. Einstein. Okay. Van Gogh, Emily Dickinson, and Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. And I think Mark Zuckerberg is particularly interesting now that I've read this again, because it says exaggerated need for privacy and a deep-seated fear of intrusion. And then I picture Facebook and I'm like, you just put it all out there. <laughs> just no privacy. Put it all out there. So that's the famous people. Yeah. What about your, your okay, your Disney? Belle's father, the inventor. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, he preferred to be alone. He did not want people intruding into his workshop, into his space. Mm-hmm. He was highly intelligent to the point where other people, you know, sometimes thought he was strange. They just didn't get him. Yes. They didn't get him. Right. But he didn't care. Okay. He was happy. Right. Doing his work and... 
it was all good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So we got Belle and her dad. Yeah. Okay. Six is the loyalist. Mm. Okay. The committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, healthy traits, reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy, good at troubleshooting. They foresee problems and foster cooperation, stable and self-reliant, unhealthy traits, anxiety, don't trust easily, defensive, evasive, and anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. Hmm. I hear so much about realtors in this one. Do you really, like, first of all, healthy like traits. There are a lot of realtors here. Well, right. So here we are, hardworking, responsible. That's great. Good at foreseeing problems and fostering cooperation. I mean, like, for a real estate transaction, one, you have to be able to cooperate yeah. or it's going to be a disaster. Uh, being able to foresee problems, I mean, that's really going to get your people through uh, a transaction, uh, you know. If you can foresee what the possible roadblocks are and stop them before they happen, it's going to make the whole thing go so much better. Oh, yeah. So I think a six is probably perfect for a real estate transaction. Yeah, like getting your sellers ready for a home inspection. Like, hey, yeah. the inspector's going to catch this. Is this is what, yes. So I love that. And then I think what's funny to me, uh, running on stress while complaining about it. <laughs> Tell me that does not sound like almost every realtor you come right. across. I mean, if you have a private realtor group, you see enough complaining in there. Oh my gosh. So much passive aggressive complaining. Lots of complaining. But my best friend is a loyalist. Yeah? Yep, she sure is. So I'm around around a six a lot. Mm -hmm. I think they've got great... I'm around a six a lot too. Are you? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us who it is? Or are you just going to giggle to yourself? My sister-in-law is a six. Okay. She's super loyal and just, you know. I she, like it. Yeah. She, she's, I feel like she fits this good. She does. Yeah. And she's, what I liked about the sixes is that they are anxious but brave. Oh, that's good. So they have anxiety about certain but they're things. Getting but they're getting out there. They're okay. going to do it anyway. And I like get that. Out of their, it's hard for them to get out of their comfort zone. Oh. So like if you, if say it's a six that doesn't like crowds. Okay. And they go somewhere because they were invited. Right. Don't be down on them because they weren't the funnest person there. Be glad that they came because that was, that was hard. hard for them. Okay. So you really have to give them grace too. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. And they're also very family-driven. That's good. Very family-driven. Okay, I like that. Well, loyal. Yeah. You got to keep that family together tight. Okay, here are some famous sixes. Okay. I also crack up. How did they decide? Like, I'm pretty sure... Mark Twain did not take the Enneagram test that we just look at his traits and like, I guess someone's studying him because the lists were so long of right. all the famous people. I'm like, well, it's great, but these Enneagram experts must really be taking time to think about how each of these people was behaving yeah. either yeah. way. Okay. Sixes, Mark Twain, Freud, Nixon, Malcolm X, and a fictitious character, George Costanza. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very cool. So funny. Tell us our Disney character. Mulan. Oh. Mulan okay. sacrificed herself to protect her father who was not able to go to war. I love it. She complained about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was a six. But she went and she brought the family wow. on. <gasps> I love it. She was scared. Yeah. You know, but she did what she, she knew in her heart. She, she did what she had to do. to do. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Seven is the enthusiast. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna remind me after this. Well, I'll tell you now. So recently, probably two or three weeks ago, we went to a local art show and it was based on the Enneagram. What? So the artist, Chad Shoemaker, had done a painting for each number, <gasps> which was really interesting. Oh I think it's actually on display through um, October, but either way, it was really cool. And that, and so he would have a little description of each number with the painting. And it was just really fun to like look at it in an art form. Yeah. It was very interesting. Okay. So seven, the enthusiast. The description, they are busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, um, the healthy traits, extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous, playful, high-spirited, and practical. At their best, they focus their talents on worthwhile goals, becoming appreciative, joyous, and satisfied. Perfect. Unhealthy traits, overextended, scattered, and undisciplined, can become distracted and exhausted by staying on the go. Problems with impatience and impulsiveness. So I made a note on this one. If you're in business, this is the this is probably the shiny new object person. Yes. So we don't wait to see if our CRM is working. We right. don't wait to see if the marketing we're working is working. Like we right. just move on where we can't wait. Um, so maybe they just need to work on not giving up on their systems too yeah. early. Um, oh, they also don't like authority, which I think would work great being your own boss. Yeah. So good news. You can make your schedule and, mm -hmm. and make your own rules. Um, so that's I feel like that probably plays into real estate pretty well. Yeah. Now, in the book, it talks a lot about one of their weaknesses being struggling to have serious conversations. Oh. Like, these are the people that if you're like, hey, I just wanted to tell you you hurt my feelings, they will awkwardly laugh. Right. Like, they laugh when they're uncomfortable. Okay. Because they're like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I, I'm just going to laugh I it off. I can't talk about this. I just can't, I can't talk to you about it. I'm just going to laugh it off. Oh. Um, they struggle to connect on a deeper level with people. Okay. And once things get serious, sometimes they... <gasps> they have to go. They have to go. They're like, okay, that was fun. It's not fun anymore. So right. Now that the fun is over... That's so interesting. Isn't it? People have to get through life in so many different... I know. people. The struggles that people have are so different. So different. But if you're not self-aware, it's going to hurt you. I think this is a great point. If you're self-aware, you can probably navigate some of those things that might make your life more difficult. Yes. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, here are some famous sevens. Galileo, Mozart, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin. Wow. I, right. Well, my baby sister has not taken the test, but I'm telling you, she's a she's seven. a seven all the way. She, she doesn't have like the patience the for the test. No patient, no patience. For the test. <laughs> but she like we would be like, "Where's Mallory? Oh, I think she's in Mexico with her girlfriends." I'm like, like, "What? When did she get there?" Like, well, she had four days off of work, so they just found some cheap flights. Oh, that's so great, like, though. I know. Do I'm, you wish you could live your life that way? I'm pretty jealous of her life. Most totally, of the time. that's amazing. But I have tried to have serious conversations with her. Not so good. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work out so well. Well, all right. Who's our who's our character? Peter Pan. Peter Pan. <laughs> I should have tried to guess. <laughs> Dang, that's so true. I'm gonna stay young forever. Forever. 
I'm just going to flit around. Yes. Never, ever land. And oh we're just going to have the Lost Boys. And That's amazing. Things, when Wendy gets too serious, we're just going to write her off. And no way. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Okay. Eight is the Challenger. Yep. Powerful, dominating type, self-confident and decisive. Um, good, healthy traits. Self-confident, strong and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight-talking, and decisive. I think we've said that. Use their strength to improve others' lives. Mm. Unhealthy traits can be egocentric and domineering. Eights feel they must control their environment, especially people sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Mm -hmm. Okay, I feel like I have for sure done some deals with some eights. Yes. You know, it's hard on a on a client, especially if they're trying to control <laughs> that situation because it's really tough to control. Yes. Yes. Well, which, I mean, self-confidence is surely important. You're going to meet a lot of people, you know, in a business sense. Mm -hmm. I think that that would be, you know. I think it's good to be direct. Yes. Assertive. Straight talking. I think yeah. that's probably great on listings. Yes. you got to tell those people this the truth. This is the This is I what it is. what you want. This is what it is. Right. This is the data and the facts. Exactly. So that's good. Yes. They're not going to tiptoe around your feelings. Yeah. They're just going to be honest with you and tell you it is what it is. I think that's good. Yeah. Very bold. Yeah. And assertive. It's probably a good real estate trait. Yeah. I like that. I think they have to focus on trying to be compassionate and patient. Fair. They have to focus on trying to help people see, you know, they have to help people see what people think and, uh, okay. and relate to them because they just don't do that. Right. It's very hard for them. Right. Okay. We want some famous eights. Yep. FDR. Martin Luther King Jr., mm. Donald Trump, Hemingway. Very cool. I know. Okay, my my clue for the, our Disney character <gasps> okay. is you must control your temper. You must control your temper. Beast. Oh, my God. You are really into the beauty and the beast. I love y'all. I'm a Disney fanatic. Okay? <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's so Disney great. all day long. Love it. Okay, so the beast is eight. He must learn to control his temper. He because has, wow. at his heart, he is loving and yeah. sensitive. And he right. is scared. And he just wants to protect himself. And towards the end, Belle. But he must control his temper in order to be effective. Okay. If you can't control your temper as an eight, you will struggle. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. And he was struggling. Yes. Okay. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number nine is the peacemaker. Mm. People love to be nine. I know. They are so, they're very proud of being nines. Yes. And that's fine. We should all be proud of whatever we are. Mm -hmm. um, this is the description. They're easygoing, receptive, reassuring, agreeable. Um, healthy traits, accepting, trusting, and stable. They are usually creative, optimistic, and supportive. They are able to bring people together and heal conflicts. Unhealthy traits, too willing to go along with others to keep the peace. Problems with inertia and stubbornness. So your nines, I mean, they're great for probably contract negotiation, yes. you know, getting through like an inspection repair request or something where you've got to get two parties to agree. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would probably be great. Um, and healing conflicts, I, I, you know, look, you should be proud if that's something you're good at. Right. 
let me think about how nice your life will be. I have heard of nines saying they don't ever fight, which can become problematic when you're in a relationship and you're trying to get through something. Mm-hmm. They just can't, literally can't fight. Well, some of the negative sides is that eventually they'll get to a point where they feel taken advantage of. I can imagine. Yes. And the number one thing that the book said that these people like to hear is you are seen and heard. Oh, okay. And even though you see and hear others... Right. We see and hear you. And yes. You also have a purpose. I like that. They like to feel purpose, oh. but they don't always feel it. Okay. So that's important to them. My middle sister, I am 90% sure this is her. Okay. She is the peacekeeper between me and my youngest sister growing up. For okay. sure. No one was ever in a fight with the middle sister. Right. Like you, she, she who could she, fight with her? She was just like... So sweet and peaceful. Right. And if you oh. if you approached her, she would say, I see your point of view. And you're like, well, I can't even fight with you then. What a great way to be. Fight with me. Right. Um, and she's a nurse. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so she does a lot of geriatric, psychiatric nursing. Okay. Very psych. And so patients understanding people when they're confused, calming them down, yes. keeping them oh, grounded. Oh, yeah. Patient. I mean, textbook. I love it. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's some famous nines. Okay. Monet, Abraham Lincoln. I love that. Peace, the, the ultimate peacekeeper. Ronald Reagan and Walt Disney. Hey. Oh. Hey there. Disney's a nine. I like it. Well, our Disney princess is Pocahontas. Pocahontas. She was the mediator between mm-hmm. the Indians okay. and the white men. Right. And I love it. Yes. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all of the numbers. And that's already a really like a lot to take in. Right. We could now dive so much further into it, but I really think that's a good yeah. intro. Got a little information about us. Yeah. We we resonate with our numbers. We would love to hear some other people's numbers. We'd love to know what our listeners' numbers are. Uh, for sure. I want to know if, if you're a realtor, what your number is, and if you're a, in another field, what mm-hmm. your number is. I would love to see if there's a, a huge mix mm-hmm. or if, you know, certain numbers are gravitating. Yeah. I just like it because... There's so many challenges that you're born with that you like you have no control over. Right. You cannot change yeah. those things. People right. focus on wanting to change those things. And no. You can't. I, no. The Enneagram is here to help you overcome those things, focus on where you need to focus, yes. and live your best life. Well, it's a tool. And yeah. it use it to lean into your strengths. It's used by a lot of therapists. Really? Yes. I so love many that. Therapists use it. You know, when people are just trying to find out. So many people think that their personality is who they are. Right. And in the book, he was saying that the word personality comes from the Greek word persona, which means a mask. Oh. So even your personality is not mm. who you are. Right. That's just who you learn to be. It's who you present as social, in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. your social norm. Oh. So it's just interesting. But we hope that this Enneagram topic will help you change the way you think about marriage, sure, friendship, yep, parenting, your clients, your coworkers. Right. Because if you can understand everybody, it's just all about compassion and grace and love for every person. Right. We want to give ourselves grace and all of the people around us. And what better way to win in business? I mean, I mean, this is like the guide, right, <laughs> to winning people. Right. So good. 
Okay. Well, I think that's all we have that's for today. Have. You got it all. This yes. is awesome. If you guys loved it, we'll dive deeper into it on another episode, but there are plenty of Enneagram resources out there. Yeah. So if you found that interesting, you can dive super deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this week we received, we're so grateful to have received a toast suggestion from someone in our local market, uh, Rebecca Knight, and she, um, we're just going to read her toast because it's very nice and um, it's talking about working together, which we all need to do. Yes, exactly. Rebecca would like to toast to Elena Ardwan with Keller Williams in Prairieville. Elena is the buyer's agent for a home that she is selling that is part of a domino closing. She called me for something last week while I was in the middle of handling a difficult situation and could tell I was stressed. She called and emailed everyone in the transaction and 100% picked up the ball for me. She reminded me that this is a team effort and there will be a day when she needs help and I will be there for her. She didn't have to do this, but knew by helping me out that she was helping everyone out. If this isn't community over competition, I don't know what is. So we're going to toast to Elena yep. and Rebecca. I love it. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. Okay, cheers. cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> This is the good life.